Welcome to the Crypto Assets and Blockchain Podcast. Blockchain has been a very small uh, ecosystem which has exploded in an incredible um, way in the last uh, time, especially in uh, 2017. So I'm going to um, talk to you um, about uh, potential uh, investment strategies in this space, um, introducing some um, concepts which are out there. Um, just for me to uh, have an idea, so who has some uh, cryptos here in the room? Okay, so most are experienced, but who has more than 10 tokens in their portfolios? Okay, so you love them, no? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we love our tokens. So, um, just maybe, so this is where I'm going to um, have um, the um, presentation I gave now. Uh, I will give you a brief introduction about uh, what we do with the Stratum in uh, Berlin, and then talk about Huddle, to the Moon, Lambo, as some um, memes currently out there, and then some uh, investment strategies, what you consider <coughs> to have uh, fun with your uh, token portfolio. So what we do is since uh, 2015, we do some um, Crypto blockchain project, um, we uh, implemented uh, a smart contract for mobility solution for uh, one of the world's largest car makers, financial services. Um, back in time, this was the first implementation of smart contracts on non-financial um, industries. Um, I'm aware of, uh, we couldn't uh, back in time announce it because it was under NDA. Um, then we do, for example, we are a blockchain venture studio, a one-stop shop for all things ventures, all things blockchain. So we um, also did the technical due diligence and audit of the smart contracts of, the, um, uh, of one of the um, largest investments today in um, the crypto space in Europe by um, European leading VC. Um, we advised um, uh, one of the largest software company in Europe, which is a big European player in uh, blockchain impact on their products, marketplaces, and uh, technology. Um, we are currently also uh, developing um, a blockchain or tokenized uh, service which uses blockchain smart contracts and tokens for an industry solution which is triggered by um, one of the larger players in the industry. Um, where it's really interesting to see how you can move from a um, company-owned concept into a consortium. We do some um, own ventures, like a platform where we use uh, <coughs> contracts to uh, allocate um, airspace uh, in air corridors for autonomous drones. We uh, do this with uh, partners from Russia and uh, Australia. We are also founding member of the German Blockchain Association and the Distributed Skylines and industry partner of the Technical Union in Berlin to Sustainability and Mobility. Just to frame a bit uh, what's our background. 
So, uh, first one I wanted to address and uh, mention to you, uh, just huddle it, so huddle, huddle, huddle. Uh, are you all familiar with Arthur Huddle? Pretty much. Uh, so, this is one of the uh, oldest uh, themes. It uh, was basically um, based on a typo in 2013, uh, which was actually a typo. Um, it was actually saying holding. And interestingly, this uh, meme evolved and uh, it's also representative for an investment strategy. It just means get in at the right time. The right time is, of course, the earliest time. So it's not necessarily the, the earliest time in the right um, blockchain uh, project. And uh, this became very prominent um, since uh, recently, just two weeks ago, the uh, chairman of uh, the CTC, um, Giancarlo, was explaining in a hearing what this means and what his positions are on uh, Bitcoin first and then blockchain. And it was very enthusiastic and um, I think very positive. Uh, interestingly, the, uh, the uh, origin of the term evolved into uh, it was not distorted, but involved. Now he was explaining that huddle means hold on for dear life. Uh, to a certain extent, yes, this is true, because uh, it means get in and then just don't bother. Uh, I called it earlier uh, also the lazy fox strategy. This is a strategy which was presented at the Hacker Congress in Prague last autumn. Just buy Bitcoin, don't care, don't look at the prices, and be happy it will go up anyway. I think this is a risky strategy. It's risky because you put all your eggs on one uh, basket. And uh, because there are some risks involved in Bitcoin, of course, as there are in any of the uh, tokens and uh, blockchains existing. Very interesting aspect we have here also uh, for Germany. I don't know if you're more aware of, um, but uh, certainly a very important topic is the topic of the uh, Taxes, and um, <clears throat> I have even American friends who move from the U.S. to uh, Germany. They have very important holdings, um, where the uh, um, where you don't have to pay in Germany capital gain taxes if you hold your tokens for longer than 12 months. And if you look at what the capital gains can be in 12 months, this is really very important. So for them, of course, it's huddling. Uh, there are also even some business models now in crypto space which are uh, being developed around that huddling. One uh, which is noteworthy is uh, SALT, SALT lending. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I have to disclose I'm an early investor, so not um, an important stake. Um, basically, you can bring in, um, it's, it's like the basic function of a bank. Um, you bring in as a security, not as an asset, but as a security to back a loan, your tokens. And then you can get some credits to get fiat to pay your rent and whatever you need to pay to do, to uh, uh, go on with your life. Because um, one thing I observed, I don't know how you uh, observe it, is that many of the people uh, I'm dealing with, we all started uh, not um, putting money into um, crypto like Ethereum because we were expecting some returns. It was really about uh, supporting open source projects 
about decentralization. And um, only after uh, this uh, took off so much um, that we realized uh, it has a nice return on investment. But it was first about really supporting values. So um, one, tra one, tra uh, uh, one profile of all these people included are that usually we are overexposed in tokens and crypto in our fiat accounts are as little as necessary. So now having basically a place where you can go with your tokens and taking some loans in fiat to pay your operational costs without selling means without triggering a tax event is very nice offering. It's salt lending. So the next um, theme we are countering is to the moon. This is a meme which appeared last summer in the US and uh, has been <coughs> popular. To the moon is basically a um, symbol of the confidence in future return. It's actually also something which uh, Giancarlo was mentioning when explaining uh, Bitcoin and crypto, where I explained, you know, my kids were not interested in stocks. No way, we gave them money. They were not interested. But now all three are talking about crypto, investing in tokens. And, you know, their approach is really, I don't know what's going to happen. I stay in. I believe in that. So this is really confidence in future returns. Some, like the New York um, Times, even wrote about um, uh, comparing investments of the younger generation in crypto, like investing of the older investment, uh, older generation into pension funds. So interesting to think about this. Um, to the moon is also um, reflecting that incredible uh, growth in uh, return investment in the space, where you don't count anymore the success of your investments in percentages. You talk about excess. Uh, you talk about how many times you are able to multiply your investments in that specific uh, field with that specific token. So here you see some excess which were uh, which you were able to um, achieve. But you see also the spread. The list is not alphabetic, not regarding the size, but it's basically the list of the largest uh, accumulated uh, blockchain market caps. So you see that here, also when investing in uh, crypto, you can invest, you can either with Bitcoin reach multiple in 2017 with 15x, or with Ripple, where uh, I'm not so confident about Ripple being an investment opportunity, even reaching 360. So this is also something which puts in question the huddle and the one, um, one uh, basket with audio ads. Um, another interesting aspect is the meme with the Lambos, which gave now birth to the Lambo coin. And uh, if you Google it up, it's funny, you have on YouTube a little clip where you see those four dudes in that Lambo driving around on the street. This is clearly walking the line between fun and joke, making fun and joke of a Lambo and of that meme, which was um, created um, 
also more in the US than here. Um, the investment schemes in the US have maybe less value um, orientation than Europe, um, or at least Berlin. And interestingly, um, here it's um, challenging to uh, look at the uh, and evaluate investment opportunities because you have some schemes like this, which are representing another value now. The first one is uh, Dogecoin. Um, so you need to get into it. Same is with the CryptoKitties, which um, achieved some incredible um, valuation. See, is that crap? Is that scam? Is that a game? Is that an investment vehicle just with a visualization? Uh, this is where we are challenged from a scientific uh, point of view. That's why I say that blockchain really is a practical science, where we all are really challenged every day to keep up with the global evolution on it. Also interesting that I don't know if uh, some of you have read about the proposal for the, um, to the EU for the regulation of uh, anti-money laundry uh, just some few weeks ago. Um, the um, virtual currencies are going to need to uh, provide um, KYC um, from uh, up to 600 euros. Uh, but interestingly for art, which is also a very popular vehicle for some uh, money laundry, uh, you have only to provide KYC up from a value from 10,000 euros. So, CryptoKitties, what, what is it? Is it art or is it the true currency? Also, the pump and dump machines uh, are something to take care of. Um, this is for the people who are not uh, too familiar with the uh, ecosystem, where you have some groups uh, basically using social networks and uh, media platforms to. Uh, to uh, align and sync up to pump up uh, uh, the specific date uh, token, just uh, low cap token, because then they are easy to uh, pump up, to attract the less educated investor to jump in. And then once the uh, less educated investors are jumping in, to dump their tokens at a higher valuation. Unfortunately, very popular, and the um, question is, how can we regulate this? So, regarding the Lambo, really, is it fun? Is it entertainment? Is it an investment vehicle? Is it fraud? At least it's irrational in many ways, and this is also a challenge when it comes to investment strategies. I think was um, the statement from Giancarlo, which I just uh, mentioned, is very strong, I must admit. Though I'm big and heavy, I had somehow some uh, wet eyes when I was listening to that uh, speech, because he was, uh, in my point of view, really uh, representing what uh, the US, which is very much under pressure the last years, standing for uh, considering freedom. So he was really saying, we need to respect the desire and passion of that young generation for cryptocurrencies. So this means uh, they look for, not to kill it, they look for a light touch regulation to uh, protect people investing in it, to protect the founders in the space, and to let this uh, grow into a professional ecosystem. If we look at these uh, tokens, which are the vehicles for investments, then we have basically three classes. 
I can't now um, align with the classification of the uh, Swiss um, financial market regulator FINMA. They um, decided to call the cryptocurrencies payment tokens. They had a problem and they were not the only one um, of these regulators having a problem with the word currency, so they call this the payment tokens. Then we have the utility tokens and the third, the asset tokens. Each of them has different uh, regulatory frameworks and also different economical mechanics and also different uh, investor profiles behind them. Interestingly, also if you look at the chronology of um, the um, development of the space, everything started with a payment token. Bitcoin is a payment token. And then what happened, you had a lot of altcoins coming up. And then Vitalik was introducing 2014 in Miami Ethereum and Ether was the first utility token. Well, the first proclaimed utility token where you buy basically uh, processing on the, uh, on the um, virtual machine, um, the global infrastructure of Ethereum. And what we are now seeing is uh, the age of the security to uh, token being just um, in front of us. Um, I just came back from Zurich where uh, you have uh, here some startups and uh, well-known law office uh, preparing the launch of uh, so-called crypto shares, C shares which are nothing else than security tokens in uh, Switzerland, which are representing assets of uh, companies, either stakes or stocks. Or, for example, you can also represent the value of a brand as a security token. And here we have also different ecosystems uh, where you could uh, look at it. The first ones were the libertarians, more about uh, freedom, independence from central banks. Second are the developers who build stuff using blockchain and mainly smart contracts. And now we will see basically the uh, traditional economy moving over the next years and tokenizing uh, assets uh, as long as it makes sense and is cheaper. So if you look at the first uh, two ones, they are basically supported by crypto economics, which here you see the... Um, ecosystem, which is uh, creating that huge uh, dynamics, which uh, makes the investment attractive in tokens. Um, this is more related to the first and second class, to the um, payment utility tokens, and less to the asset tokens, which we will see now um, evolving. They are big in size, the market of the um, asset tokens, but um, the potential hockey stick is going to be more attractive and utility token. At least that's my position. I'm happy to be challenged there. I haven't really got deep into all uh, parts of that analysis, but uh, currently I would still prefer utility tokens as and payment tokens to um, security or asset tokens. Uh, what we need also to consider is uh, when we invest, um, I know I'm Swabian from southern Germany, which are very ground-rooted uh, uh, people. My dad is a CPA and a tax consultant, so I, you know, I have grown up with uh, recommendations. Everybody who gives you an advice that he can provide your return on investment above 15% a year is a fraudster. 
And now we have access uh, of 10, 15, 20, 30, 50, 100, 200. So, of course, this is, can be easily considered uh, fraud. But we should also consider that uh, what is happening is that the tokens are seed investments. So, uh, seed investment has always showed these uh, growth rates. So, two minutes? Two minutes? Okay. That's a question, we can do it later. It will be too much for a question. So, you need two more minutes. Yeah? I would just go through two okay. minutes. Um, so, these are the um, uh, some of the uh, more popular investment theses. Uh, the one is the uh, from Joel Moneco, the Fed Protocol thesis that in the new Web3, the value captured is in the infrastructure layer and the other, the upper layer are less valuable. And the second one is from uh, Bruckmann, who is running CoinFund, who says, well, only to a certain extent, actually what's uh, happening is that you will have many blockchains, which with many layers and many uh, ecosystems. And in some cases, you will have a protocol layer being even uh, another blockchain dApp. Uh, so it's not as easy. So again, it leads to the fact that you should not just huddle and put eggs in a basket, but diversify. So how do we do it? We approach it by the uh, steeple analysis. We look always at the big picture, about the big picture for the global, for the global digital economy, where the different markets are moving to, where the industries are moving to, how are the political currents, and uh, when we dig by using an adapted uh, tool from uh, Dublin, which is uh, helping analyzing from end to end the different uh, blockchains or dApps. Uh, we do this in a decentralized way with uh, experts from different grounds to um, narrow down our uh, investment targets. So here we have the different layers uh, where you have different blockchains at the bottom. At the middle layer you have additional uh, um, projects which are improving the uh, efficiency of the underlying uh, blockchain and then you have the dApps. So usually investments in the lower layer are more interesting. But then you should also consider the interfaces to the uh, crypto world, like exchanges which are important, uh, the cards where you can change uh, crypto to fiat ATMs, but then also suddenly um, existing brands um, reviving their brands by tokenizing uh, it. I think this is it, and I'm happy if it was not to ask to pick up some question, right? Thank you.